You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. and the Boston Bruins have won six straight against the Canadians. Hi, folks. Deadline has come and gone. This fan base is fucking divided. Split in half. I think this podcast is a little divided, too. I think we're all on three different uh, wavelengths, so let's start right off the bat. Lindholm deal comes in quick. Ian, what was your initial reaction, man? Well, it split me in half, I'll tell you that much. I, I, okay, I like the deal. I'm not in love with it like a lot of people are, but I like it. I feel like we gave up what was an equal amount of assets. I'm glad we kept Liesel and Lorai, but I don't think we won the deal. I think we paid full price in a market that was a seller's market. So I'm glad we acquired them. The extension is a different story. Like I like the extension, of course, but very, very long. I feel like that was the price of doing business there, but I'm going to go with, I like the trade. I won't give it anything more than that. I really liked the trade. Our top four is solidified for quite a bit, or at least our our top three is solidified for quite a bit. Carlo is in for six years. Mac is in for eight years. Lindholm's in for eight years. Lindholm and McAvoy were the top pairing in practice yesterday. So that shows you what, how they're viewing how they're viewing Lindholm coming in. The contract, on the other hand, I, the contract, on the other hand, I understand your trepidation about the term being too long, but for me, something like that is something that you worry about in 2028, not now. Mm-hmm. I'd give it 2026, but sure, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I actually, I. I see a lot in Hampus Lindholm. I see a defenseman that isn't going to, that's going to age gracefully. He doesn't have an overly physical game. He does use his body quite a bit. He's a big, big boy, big guy, six four two twenty, which, you know, which checks off boxes for a lot of Bruins fans. Um, but he doesn't, he isn't like overly, overly physical. He isn't always going for the big hit. He, he's like, a lot of Swedish defensemen out there. It's always body position, stick position, smooth skating, stuff like that. But he is, he is, he's a lot more of a defensive first defenseman than he was when he came into the league. Um, but I don't, I, I don't see the contract being an issue. Eight years, eight years, like you said, as the price is doing business, you add those two extra years. That's what he wanted in Anaheim. And that was why Pat Verbeek was saying, no, we're rebuilding. We have to rebuild. Yeah. You should. And he wanted the eight years. He wanted the security. Mm-hmm. And Sweeney 
came into this deal knowing exactly what that what what that was and he swooped in i wouldn't say he swooped in he was probably in negotiations for days he came in he got it done one of the interesting things that i want to point out is uh last week when we were talking about uh players that could be coming to boston when we got to Lindholm, i didn't think that we would make that large of a move so the move struck me immediately as oh shit i can't believe they actually pulled that off Mm-hmm. Interesting note, when we were talking about it, I don't think any of us really thought that move was really on the table for us. But Ian, to your credit, one of the names that he threw out there as somebody that would have to go the other way if that deal got moved was Urho Vakanainen. Losing Urho is a little bit of a bummer. If we were talking about this literally a year ago to the day, we would not be talking about Urho in the same way as we're probably about to discuss him but he really came into his own before the injury this year, and I I wish him well. I think I think he's a great piece for a rebuilding team. He's he's concussion prone, so there's some risk involved, and maybe that's partly why we had to give up just a little bit more than I thought that. Not only thought that we were comfortable giving up, but also that we would need to give up. But here we are. And I think the Erho part of it is it makes a ton of sense because you talk about sometimes training players where is this guy the ceiling of the guy we're getting rid of? And I don't know if Vak was ever going to actually be better than, than Lindholm. I, I think we were impressed with the, the showing he had, but you replace him, a, an injured Vak, with, and obviously there's a lot of picks involved, but with a guy that really can help in our top four. And, and again, it's why I like the deal, but unless we outright win a deal, I'm not going to love it, Right. I like that we made that move. Uh, I, I did not think I'd be comfortable with a big swing like that, but in hindsight, it makes more sense that, that kind of swing, especially if you didn't give up any assets that we were like, holy shit, I really wanted that. I wanted to keep our 23 pick. I wanted to keep Lisa and Lori. Vak was never a guy that I was like, oh God, if we lose him, I, I want, I liked him, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose sleep over that one. We did keep our 2023 first, but we did have to give up our 2022 first, which I'm pretty comfortable with in regards to which one would you give up? Right. Because we do not. This draft is extremely top heavy. And I think after probably pick seven or eight, it just nose dives. We also have no clue what this team is next year. Wow. If, if, if Bergey walks, Mm-hmm. And and we go fucking sideways and just have an awful year, and we're sellers at the deadline. Like that's all stuff that you're sitting there going. That's a, an absolute possibility. We're not like, uh, say, the Canes. I know you hate this analogy, but there's so much youth in that core, mm-hmm. or or the Avs, who you know are going to be good next year too. Yeah. We have some age that is linked to us that you kind of go, all right. Well, the cliff could come. You don't want to give away picks years from now when you think you might really need them in a, in a worst case scenario. Yeah. Well, the, the full, the full contingent of the deal for those, for the uninitiated. And if you're uninitiated at this point, welcome back to the land of the living, I guess. 
but the and welcome to the pod you know don't be rude about it welcome in we'll talk to you come on the pod the pod is the land of the living and don't get it okay just happy to have you guys sorry about andrew's rudeness oh my god are we just (laughs) geez you're you're still feeling the after effects of whatever the fuck happened just you wait i have a couple things that are bubbling to me that we're going to talk about that are gonna i'm gonna have to mute my microphone it's gonna be bad farts belong on the pod dude farts belong on the pod <laughs> the bu- bubbling inside re- but remember remember uh thomas sometimes it's better to get out get it out of the basement than the attic this is true so the full deal is hompus lindholm and AHL depth piece Cody Curran, which, by the way, if you have a minute, read his story. It's really cool. Um, AHL, 32 years old. It's just it's basically veteran depth for the Calder Cup run. Tuba and to Anaheim is our 2022 first, our 2023 second, our 2024 second. Erhal Vakaninen, and pour one out for Johnny Moore. And the, I think we can consider this two separate trades. It was Vaca first and a second for Lindholm, and then more in a second for them to take more. Mm-hmm. Right. To, to more importantly, take the money from. Right. Yes, but yes. you, yeah. I mean, not yeah. just take the human being, and we were yes. sick of him, and we hated yeah. him. <laughs> have, have this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as sort of a kind of a somber note, um, He's not going to be playing and he's staying behind in Boston. He may have played his last NHL game or last professional hockey game from the sound of it. I have a lot of respect for that guy. He was a warrior through and through. He never really got the best roll of the dice on on a lot of seasons, honestly, but a lot of respect for John Moore. Um, It is very weird that Lindholm's going to wear his number. Right. I've got that right. 27. He's wearing 27 and people are going to be up in arms because originally it sounded like he was going to take 47. Mm hmm. I I don't 47 is not sacred to me in any no, way, shape or yeah. form. It's love, not, but love it, Krug, it, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. For a lot of people, it is sacred for me. It's like, you better not wear that number, but I don't get that. I mean, what this I'm is going to be kind of a, a, kind of a branch off, but I liked Krug and yep. I wasn't even a hater of Krug. There are a lot of people who are glad to see him go, but the money and the time frame didn't make sense. He walks like he's not going to the rafters. Like what? What are we upset that he that his number is going to get worn by another defenseman? Mm-hmm. And if you talk to if you talk to Blues fans, which I have a couple of Blues fans who have kept happy. in contact, they are not happy with Krug. Mm-mm. Not so. happy. Big contract. They and we. I said immediately, Andrew, you agreed. Thomas, I think you did too. When we've had these conversations in the past. That's a big contract for a guy that you just don't know brings that kind of that mm-hmm. kind of element to a game. I love love the player, but we got out from underneath something that could have got really bad. Yeah. One of the most dynamic power play quarterbacks that this Absolutely. franchise has ever seen defensively. I'd rather have Grizzly. I will yeah. be on the record saying I'd rather have Grizzly every would, day. Uh, like 100%. 100%. So, Hampus Lynn home trade. Yes. I, I give it a B, a B plus even. Yeah. Thomas, yep. I was I was surprised with it. I would I would say B. Uh it's it's one of the biggest gets at the deadline for any any team. Correct. I was one of the biggest players moving. It was a need. It wasn't all of our needs, but it happened early in I think part of part of the letdown for some of this fan base was it happened early enough where we felt something else was going to happen that deal kind of allowed more things to be on the table. 
Mm-hmm. There was some cap room involved. Freed up about $6 million. So with that in mind, we're also looking at the fact that, boom, announcement. Jake DeBrusque is re-signed for two years in a very, very tradable contract. Mm-hmm. That had to have been the fucking point. Are we surprised that he didn't get moved? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think everyone should be a little bit like, oh, wow, I really thought that would get done. I think it could range from a mildly surprised to holy shit, but I, I'm at least a little surprised. I really thought that was a top priority. Yep. I and I thought, I thought that signing made it look like it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like something was, I honestly thought, I was like, something's on the table. They just need to do this sign and trade real quick. They got that done. It was a little bit weird that social media, specifically the Bruins social media, did the graphic, the fucking that video. And like, that's and announced when, it. That's, it's weird, man. It's just weird. It was a weird in, angle to go. In my head, that moment when I saw that graphic, I'm like, he's staying. No, you no, no you no, I'm no serious. I'm, and this, no, this isn't just hindsight. Maybe a small part of you, maybe your small part, but that small part never fucking texted that to me. <laughs> no, I I just it's weird. It was weird. It was, it was weird. very, very strange. And I never seen that before. And it was like, I was like, it's it would be different if they just announced the contract and didn't give him like, you know, re-sign, you know, with the confetti and all that. Yeah. Yep. But they made a deal of it, which I was like, uh, oh, well, he's hold staying, on. isn't he? There's always a graphic with every extension. The weird news is the news came out with the graphic. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a, hey, the news comes out. And then an hour later, the graphic pops up of like the Boston Bruins announced because usually that's the order it happens. Instead, I saw the graphic before yep. I even saw someone break the news. Yep. That was what was weird is the order things happened. I, I thought it was strange. I thought the moment I saw it, I went, oh, the deal's done. We're in the next half an hour. Like mm-hmm. we're getting an announcement. Yep. I, for one, cannot wait for some of the stories to break over the summer of what the actual offers were. I have a yep. feeling that we're going to f- see at least a couple. So, okay. Uh, we need to, we need to, I feel like we're bouncing around this because there was there was one more trade, right? We got um, Josh Brown eventually, eventually. But I think that the the bigger story to me, I'm going in order of importance, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I so I apologize for that. I think that the Brown trade was a it was a hockey trade. It was a maintenance trade. And it was just uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But no, I'm actually skipping over. I'm announcing it to skip over it. Really? Oh, okay. okay. It's like. So there was that trade, but what we're what we're bouncing around is the deadline as a whole. Yeah, we keep DeBrus. We get a, a top four defenseman. We give up a lot for a top four defenseman. We create cap. This is where we really differ: is the deadline as a whole. How do we feel? Mm-hmm. And I am on record disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as we kind of bounce around the subject of the DeBrus thing, the DeBrus thing is part of the reason I'm so disappointed. Yeah, because at the moment that he's I see that extension and at the moment that the deadline passes, I I really think DeBrusque is going to cost us games being our top line winger if he remains there. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a hell of a declaration. 
it's rude and I'm a DeBrusque <laughs> guy. I like DeBrusque. I want to root for DeBrusque. I have been very vocal about we need to move him because don't he have is, all of us. Don't yeah. let's. Yeah, sure. we, none of us. Not one of us on this pod has been advocating to keep Jake DeBrusque. But when he goes back into a spiral or when he goes back into being quiet, there is no longer any incentive to be great. There is no longer any incentive to keep churning those legs because the trade's not coming until the draft. It's yep, just not coming. the best Fords on the ice on, on uh, Monday. He, he sure was. He sure was. But when the confidence isn't there, I'm worried. And when playoffs hit, you get smothered. And I'm worried. I'll push back on this a little bit. I think there is a massive weight lifted off of his shoulders right now. And I believe that this could be something of his own doing, but there's a lot of noise behind the idea that there was no acrimony between DeBrusque and the front office. The issue was with the agent and the agent making it public. We were never supposed to know this. So about the trade request about the about the trade. This was this is dating back to the summer. And Sweeney confirmed this in his press conference that the trade request was active during the summer this summer. Well, never supposed to know this is a bit of a is a bit of an assumption because we weren't supposed to know it for the first four or five months. But eventually, when you're not when you're trying to force a hand for your client, I'd be surprised if he didn't have the breast approval to be like, hey, I'm going to try this as a. As a strategy. Yeah. And, and would, also DeBrusque has acknowledged that that's out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't said straight up into a microphone, like I want the fuck out of Boston, but he has acknowledged that this is on the table and this was something that he was looking for. And to right. his credit, the other day when people were asking him questions after the deadline, like, Hey, you didn't get moved. He was professional as fuck. I feel like he's he been professional. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's been professional this entire time. And I know that fucking Haggerty was an asshole about it and saying like, oh, your mom's doing your talking, blah, blah, blah. It's none of it's it's none of their business. This is this is private shit. I get that they're in a very public sport, but it, it was unfortunate how it came out. But I do I do agree with you, Andrew. I think at a certain point, the agent got more involved than probably the initial idea of it. But I think that probably has more to do with the fact that they just didn't see Boston actually pulling the trigger. And lo and behold, we get to the deadline. He's in perfect position with the fucking extension, et cetera, et cetera. He's ready to get moved. They don't. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they keep him as a rental. Maybe he's an in-house rental. Let's fucking go. Blah, 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 blah. They they almost locked in the fact that he was going to be a rental when they signed, re-signed him because now you can still trade him after this offseason and get an asset back. So mm-hmm. they did the right thing for the organization. You can't fucking blame them for that. But did they do the right thing for the player? I don't know. We're not in that locker room. We're not going to find out until after the season. They did it's the a right polarizing thing. issue, straight up. A lot of people don't like Jake DeBrusque because of his issues or because of this situation or because his fucking his, his lapses in in play he's a polarizing player because of that but he's been playing very well for us arguably if he was on another team a player of his caliber coming in would have been everybody was like whoa we got a top six guy fuck 
Ricardo Raquel has two less points than him. Ricardo Raquel has two more points. Precisely. Than and, and, and on that aspect, I didn't necessarily want Raquel. And I did not want fucking Max Domi, but with five I did minutes, not want Domi. Holy dude, shit. No, with no, no, five no, no. minutes oh. to go in the deadline, Twitter is exploding and Boston fans are acting like Domi was the target all along. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay, I just want to say real quick, everybody who was pining for, for Max Domi for the move, for the move, whenever when Raquel went off the board and all that, you guys want to take a stab at how many goals he had his previous 31 games? Let's hear it. It's one. It's one. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, let's give people a little bit of a break here. They were desperate. It they was, it was panic, apart. dude. It was they panic. They fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. It Garland was, was also on the table. Uh, everyone was mm-hmm. saying at least. So, you know, I was sitting there like, hey, maybe a surprise Garland trade. Honestly, honestly and truly, I don't think anybody from Vancouver was on, was on the table except for Travis Hamanick. And apparently mm-hmm. he, I is, agree. he is a cancer and a half and they mm-hmm. were happy to be rid of him. Yep. Oh, yeah. That it's, got it's, ugly. Yeah, it got real ugly. All the players basically saying like, yeah, we never fucking like this guy. <laughs> wow. Thank God he's out of the locker room. Wow. No, no. All what right. was funnier about that was all the players coming out and saying, oh, we never fucking liked this guy. And then Pierre Maguire saying, I see Travis Hamannick being a being a mentor to Tyler Clevin on the top four in the future. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> that's called a big oof, boys. I do have a galaxy brain point, though, that's going to contradict everything I just said that I have to say. I have to be on record saying it. Do it. I have seen so many people say we fucked up. DeBrus value will never be higher than it was right before the deadline. That was when to trade him. Do you know the highest value a player ever has? It's when they got a big, fat Stanley Cup ring on their finger. So in a few months, when (laughs) Jake DeBrus is skating around that ice with a cup over his head, oh, baby, that value is high. That's a top six guy on a Stanley Cup winning team. (laughs) The value, oh, we're going to trade him for a King's Ransom and we are going to shake his hand and we're going to go, Jakey boy, great fucking job. That is Don Sweeney, Donnie shaking his hand and saying, hey, good job. We're going to trade you for an asshole of assets. You can go be inconsistent somewhere else. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Stanley Cup this year, baby. I was disappointed the tread line doesn't fucking matter. It's a Stanley Cup year. <laughs> Let's put a bow on the Jake DeBrus thing. I want to ask you guys point blank. Was it a failure of the Bruins organization to have not moved him? No. Here's why. Here's why. No, here's why. We just said that he did that. They did right by, by the organization by not trading him. They may not have done right by DeBrusque himself. It may have been a failure to the player. To the organization, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts that some of these GMs thought thought because this trade request was public that they were able that they were going to be able to bend Sweeney over a barrel and trade him for three pennies on the dollar. And Sweeney wasn't having it. If there was a trade that was good enough, if there was a trade that that was that everybody agreed to and they were able to pull the trigger on, DeBrusque would be gone. There wasn't. I think he did right. Uh, I can't call it a failure. I'm not as gung ho as I mean, ignore that whole rant, right? Because that was for funsies. But I'm not as gung ho as Andrew is about about how this is, you know, you had to wait for the right deal and everything. I do think not getting a different top six guy 
in that place is a big mistake for a team that feigned going all in. Uh, so I'm not going to call it a failure. If a, if a deal were not in that room, if a deal never came together, that was even close to value, then no, you can't, you can't just make a trade to make a trade. That's what a good GM does is they, they sometimes the best trade you make is sometimes the best trade is the one you don't make. And that's why I can't call this a failure. That's why I can't call it a failure about it. But I can certainly lean that direction of like, well, I really got to think about it Mm -hmm. because if you got something close to value on that, I do think you should have moved him. I really do think you should have moved him. Some of the trades, though, for some of the players that were available, Ricard Raquel went to Pittsburgh for a 2022 second rounder, a goalie prospect, which, by the way, has my favorite name for a goalie prospect, Cal Klang. Nice. That's a good one. That's a solid name. Uh, Dominic Simone and Zach Aston Reese. Mm-hmm. Zach Aston Reese is one of the premier pure defensive fours in the NHL. Yeah, that's a big giveaway. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That for value a, for a team for, that's not even going to fucking sniff past the second round. Yeah. For for that, I'm fine passing on Raquel. Yeah. Andrew Kopp, a guy who I really wanted. Andrew Kopp in the sixth goes to the Rangers for. Top prospect center Morgan Barron, a 2022 second, a 2023 second, and a 2023 fifth. One of the seconds turns into the first, to, into a first, if the Rangers make the conference final this year. By the way, yeah. awful deal by the Rangers. I mean, I really like yeah. the player, but that was so much to give up for a guy like I that. I like the player, but who did we just compare him to last week? Smith. Uh, Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Smith. We yeah. talked about him. Oh, Carl, yeah. Yeah. And Smith, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, ton to give up for him. If that turns a into a wow. And I like, I like the player. But again, like, so, so for me to put my bow on the DeBrusque thing, exactly that point, you got to look at what other forwards, what other arguable top six guys were getting in return. Insane cost. Not happy about that. Do not want to do that. Do not want to fucking rental, which they didn't do. W, thank you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wait, but Here's, also but Thomas, you Thomas, you called that from outer space. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, so he did a good job of that. So, to, so my last thought on the DeBrus thing is, I think the initial response that uh, Sweeney was getting was not a good enough return in comparison to what he was hearing the asking price for other top six forwards was. That's so exactly it, though. So what do you do? You re-sign him to those two extra fucking years. That's a chess move, baby. Mm-mm. This is why it's so polarizing because you just said I believe that he was not getting the deal that he saw around the league. Yep. But much like myself, you weren't in that room, and I'm sitting there going, "You know what? I feel like deals were coming in for DeBrusque." Absolutely. Just There's no not, way he didn't I, get fucking calls about him. There's I no think, way. I think he kind of wanted to lean toward keeping him. I think he preferred it. And I think that's a mistake. And that's where this this is why this deadline is so hard to actually have a full group of people going dub or L and like people lean one side. Do you because think Sweeney, no one's do you think Sweeney's bit here was he needed to win the trade? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that's the reason we didn't get a top six guy in general. I think I think he couldn't go for that middle six guy because he wanted to he wanted to absolutely snag someone. He wanted yeah. to be clever. There needed to be I a splash. think there's such an issue with this deadline because people are ready. There's a group of people that are ready to go. You know what? The prices were exorbitant. There was no deals out there. 
no real wins to get as a buyer. And there's a group of people going, I mean, are you serious? There wasn't any, any player that you could look at that you saw potential in that you wanted to make a move for. I, I just think it's two trains of thought and each one depends on being in the room and no one was in the room. Look, this the, my last thing I'm going to say about it is we were not excited about the idea of DeBrusque not getting traded because we thought it was an in-house rental and we would get nothing to show for it because we weren't going to win a Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm. The difference is re-signing him makes him not a rental. Yes. You, mm-hmm. you pull that word off of it, you kind of win that situation. You kind of do without giving up any fucking assets. And you got a top six guy who's hotter than fucking Max Domi. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I do like I, that. I can't, point. I I can't like get mad point. at the deal. I can't get mad at the situation. And, and, and we can move on to Brown now and just kind of wrap up what we did at the deadline because it was, it was very much two trades in the absence of one. So the last trade, we got Josh Brown for basically. Uh, allowing an a- AHL guy to to get out from where he didn't want to be anymore. So what did we get back with Brown? We got a guy who may not play a lot of games, but he adds a little bit of grit, maybe solidifies that seventh player role, steps into a couple of games, adds some physicality, some, Six, some willingness. Five, yeah, like he's a big body. You, this fan base is always clamoring. We need somebody who can go out and fucking punish somebody for hitting a top guy. That's he kind of got it though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and what did we give up? We gave up Senny. Here's my one thing that bums me about a, out about the deal. Senny is a good fucking player. I am ecstatic for him going to the Senators. I think there's a great opportunity for him. And yeah. I think that's a terrific fit. We, uh, we got rid of a player who should have been something better for us. But I don't think the player failed us. I feel like the Bruins failed him. And I don't say that very often, but you have to talk about that because he's not the first prospect to come up and not get a fair shake under Cassidy. Mm. So we move out from this player. He was a first-round pick. That is not his fucking fault. We've talked about that, Andrew. I think that was one of your sticking points mm-hmm. with, with Senny. It's not his fault where he got drafted, but we held him to that standard. He never matched that standard. Mm-hmm. Was that his fault? Was that our fault? Probably a good mix of both, but he got a fucking fresh start. He's going to be in Ottawa. We his got back city. a great, yes, a, a great fucking spot for him for so many reasons. And we mm-hmm. got back somebody who can give us something in the playoffs, even if it's just a fucking knuckle sandwich or two. I love the trade. I love that trade. It's a seventh D for a guy that didn't want to be here. Yep. And, and the seventh D is a guy that will, will help the grind. I thought that was a really good, basic move. A the hockey seventh, trade. Smart the seventh, hockey trade. The seventh D was a guy who took out Trent Frederick earlier this year. Good. Trent Frederick yeah. needed it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys saw I posted that. I posted that fight on Twitter like within like yeah, 15 minutes. Like just so if anybody needs a little reminder, like yeah. watch him get fucking laid out. That was the that was the play that took Frederick out for a couple of weeks. And maybe it knocked some sense into him because he's been a different player since coming back. <laughs> so thank you, Josh Brown, for that. Oh, yeah, you're well, on fire this episode. Might Jesus as well pay Christ. him a little bit on the back end of this contract here. But I don't even know if Josh uh, Josh Brown has any term, to be honest. Uh, Andrew, do you? He's know a rental. He He's a yeah. rental. And yeah. it's a rental for a fucking AHL guy. Yeah, that's that's ultimately what it shakes out to. Yeah, I, I wish Senny well, and he's. I think two weeks ago, or what? Whenever uh, Ian had uh, his uh, short sixty, he asked what player will not be on this team or whatever. Who do you want to see succeed off of this team? Senny was my pick, 
And yes, now was. he's in a great opportunity with arguably the only fucking Canadian team that I can actually root for. So, yeah. and to be fair too, for Seneshin, this is the ultimate test for him. If he can't, if he can't get a spot in Ottawa, yeah, then it's going to prove a lot. It's going to prove a lot. Yep. You got to crack that lineup starting next season at worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll give him to get to used to the now. system and everything. He has the opportunity, but if he's not on that roster to start next year, Oh man, that's a huge, that's, yeah. that's a bust of a pick. And again, that's our fault because we chose him in the first round, but yeah. brutal, brutal. <laughs> do, do we want to give final grades on the trade deadline? We talked about all the trades. We did. Yeah, our I mean, we can, we, I think we're all, we all have some things in common about the way we feel about it, but I think, mm-hmm. I think our hearts are, might be in different places, but uh, Andrew, why don't you start? Uh, are you talking about where we grading us or other teams? Us. Let's start us, with, just let's just us. do us for now. Yeah. We'll get to other teams. I'll give it, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. Um, don't get me wrong. I am disappointed at the fact that we weren't able to grab extra reinforcements at the forward position, but I'm more disappointed at the exorbitant costs rather yeah. than any inaction on Don Sweeney's part. Okay. So with that in mind, B. B for the Bs. The Hampuslin home trade I really liked. The Josh Brown trade is was a trade in every sense of the word. B. I'm going to give them a C. If we hadn't created more cap space, and I didn't believe to my core that a deal was in place that Donnie waited too long on, which I had a few of the people I talked to tell me that a deal was ready to go and was supposed to come in Sunday afternoon. Um, that never happened. If I didn't believe that we got too cutesy and too clever and we didn't make that extra cap space with that Lindholm deal, I would have given it a B, B minus. So I would have been in there, right? But knowing that we gave up extra assets to create cap room this year that just goes to waste now, yeah, I'll give us a C. I'm not upset, upset. I'm a little disappointed by a few things. This is not a trade deadline we look back at that torpedoed this franchise or something like that. No, no. I'm going to actually piggyback off of that and say that this is a deadline that actually sets us up going forward. For at least two months now, I've been begging this team not to fucking mortgage the future, not to do rental shit, not to give up stupid amounts of crap for a team that may or may not make even remotely a splash in the playoffs. Them not giving up Lysel and Lorai is a W. Them not giving up an exorbitant amount of usable draft picks. They gave up a couple, but they didn't give up the fucking farm. They're set up for the future. We are now so set up as a defensive team for at least the next half decade. We put ourselves in such a good position. This team has an identity right now because of what we're putting together from the defensive side. McAvoy is fucking locked up. If he ever is not wearing a bees uniform, it's probably the tail end of this deal and he's going to get traded and we're going to get something back for him. It is the same thing with Lindholm. It's the same thing with Carlo. We'll see what happens with Grizzly, but the core is fucking there straight up. I feel really good. And not for nothing. Some of these prospects that we have in the wings are going to come up and fight for those spots. We are in good shape from a defensive standpoint. 
Am I disappointed we didn't get a forward? Yes, absolutely. Give me somebody who fucking score goals. Give me somebody that I want a baseball card of. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's 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 a sexiness to the position of scoring some fucking goals. But there's also a sexiness to not giving up shit because we have a rookie goaltender who's fucking fantastic and a young decor who's going to be around him for the next half decade. We are in good fucking shape. We didn't mortgage the future. That's a W. I'm going to give it a B plus. And the only reason it's not an A is because exactly what Ian said, there's some wasted cap space sitting out that we should have been able to use. We weren't able to, but I'm happy that we didn't make a fucking panic move and give up stupid amount of shit for somebody like a Max Domi. Oh my God. If we gave up shit for Max Domi, it would have done. We did not win the deadline. We didn't win the deadline, but we sure as fuck didn't lose at the deadline. I feel fine with this because even if we got a Max Domi, even if we got an Andrew Kopp, even if we fucking got a Phil Kessel who somehow didn't get traded, what the fuck that is he thinking about? He didn't want to move because he just had a kid. Totally Wait, fine. He torpedoed the move? He didn't. He, there, I, I read quite a few reports that saying that he didn't want to, he didn't want to up and lo, up and relocate because his kid is literally two weeks old. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. That's, That's fair, yeah. but it sucks. It I didn't sucks. Know that. It yeah. honestly sucks. But, but we didn't we didn't give up stupid assets for somebody who wasn't going to help us win a cup, anyways. That's the fucking point. Do we have a good team right now? Since since New Year's, we do. We have one of the better teams. Are we in position to make a good run? Yeah. If Swayman stands the fuck up, if our defense stands the fuck up, if our third line stays hot and our first line wakes the fuck up. Do you, I wanted to ask you guys this before we totally got off the subject. Do you think this team right now, I know we're an underdog. I know that. Do you think we can win the cup this year? I mean, like I just said, we're going to have to get hot. That's, that's how to win a cup. You have to be healthy and get a little hot, get a little lucky too, man. It's, you got to win six games. Yeah. There's got to be a little luck. I think with the identity that Thomas was talking about, we are better built to go on a run than we were on Saturday. Afternoon. I got you a little excited with that that defense talk, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. A little talk of the little, D? Little, little, talk little, of the little D? six to midnight right there. Uh, yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, you yeah. guys are so fucking wrong. We should be favorites going to the playoffs. Let's fucking <laughs> go. This team is unbeatable. Uh, well, not for nothing, but if, if, if Toronto loses tonight, our game against Tampa... Is for second, for second place, place in the <laughs> What the fuck I mean, is you happening? Guys, uh, this is bizarre, right? Because I predicted us being a clear fourth. And yeah. I think most both of you guys were like third or fourth. But yeah. this is this is tightly contested. Tampa's yeah. bored, though. There's a difference mm-hmm. with Tampa. Tampa's bored. Yep. They're tired. They've gone. Are they bored or are they running out of steam from two straight cup runs? Back to back that were very close, yeah. considering what normally what back to back cups look like. No, I think it could be a little mix of both. Toronto that's why you're falling you give a, off a cliff. Yeah. Oh, Toronto is falling off a cliff because their goaltending sucks, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This, no, this is, no, no, no. Hang on. I know where you're going. Hang on. So, Toronto's goaltending has fallen off the cliff, has basically fallen off the cliff. Jack Campbell is hurt. They put Peter Morazic on waivers. No, they put Peter Morazic on waivers. Nobody claims him. Okay. Which is fine. hilarious, by the way, because everyone loves claiming Toronto players. <laughs> Peter Morazic goes on waivers. Nobody claims him. They grab Harry Satari. Uh, I hope I got that right. A Finnish goaltender. 
It from, rhymes, so probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Finnish goaltender. So they sign him to a one-year deal. They have to put him through waivers in order to sign him. The Krejci rule, I guess we're going to call it. Guess who claims him? The fucking Arizona Coyotes. Yes. So guess who starts tonight for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Peter Morazic. Yep. Did you guys see? <laughs> I, I just got sent this by my buddy. Steve Dangle on his podcast said he was talking to an executive and it is a well-known meme of other teams to claim Toronto players mm-hmm. off of waivers. It's like a well-known thing around the league where it's just funny to them. Now, I don't know <laughs> if they just do it for shits and gigs or not. I would not put it past a few owners in this league to do that, a few GMs in this league to do that. But the thought that the league has a running joke that's on the Toronto Maple Leafs is amazing to me. Yep. And to think Morazic has put on waivers and everyone goes, no, we'll let you keep that one, guys. You can you can have fun. 3.75, something like that, Mill. Yep. I don't know what that yep. yeah. Yep. And I was one, I was one who advocated for you know his signing as in our free agency show. I liked the signing. Me. Yeah. And he he's oof, 884 save percentage. Have fun with that one. Mm, that'll get you. <laughs> it'll get you good. Mm-hmm. All right. The Leafs, man. <laughs> fucking Leafs. Uh, good times. All so something nothing. else that's really fucking stupid that's happening in the league besides what's happening in Toronto. Andrew, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and leave this to you. Dadnov. The Evgeny Dadnov saga. Daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so shit. <laughs> for the trade deadline, Evgeny Dadnov is traded to Anaheim in a cap dump. The cap dump is meant to facilitate the return of defenseman Alec Martinez, who you both would agree would be a huge boost for a stretch run. Sorely needed. Sorely. Yeah. So back in July, Dadenoff is traded from Ottawa to Vegas. The NHL and the Vegas, for that matter, and Ottawa failed to disclose this, disclose to confirm, I guess. They believe that D- Dadenov's modified no-trade clause paperwork is invalid due to a fuck-up in the filing before the trade, so that he is free to be traded anywhere. Turns out it wasn't. Turns out it was registered with the league. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was properly filed and legally binding. Turns out one of the teams on the trade clause was Anaheim, who he was traded to. <laughs> <laughs> so now the NHL has voided the trade putting Dadenoff and his $5 million back on Vegas. And they can't which, do shit. With which the now room. has, <laughs> which now has less than $500,000 in cap yep. room. Yep. In order to, in order to activate <laughs> Alec Martinez, they would need to get rid of $4.8 million, which would have been taken care of with the yep. Dadenoff trade. And still will be taken care of because they are going to still trade him. After the deadline, you are allowed to make trades of players and the cap room does remove itself. But the problem with that is the player is now no longer allowed to play hockey for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they would fuck over Dadnov and be like, no, you don't get to play. Twice I, over. Twice yeah. over. <laughs> he, I mean, he has to walk back in that locker room, first of all. Yeah. But the worst part of this, and I'm stealing thunder here from you, Andrew, and I apologize. No, please do. The worst part of this is now if Vegas wants slash needs to make a trade for this whoever they're trading with just goes all right i'll name my price yeah 
There is no negotiating. <laughs> yeah. There is no you, I have you by the short hairs. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be a team that's basically outside of the playoffs. It pretty much has to be. Yeah. This is, I mean, what can a team like Montreal get right now? Right? Like, what, what can a team like Arizona, who's just trying to reach the cap floor anyway, which they're there, but what, what do they do? What do they get to, to allow Martinez to come back to to try to make up the pretty bad situation that Vegas is in? They have they are behind Dallas in points, and Dallas is four games in hand. Mm-hmm. That is that is bad. They might miss the fucking playoffs. Yep, you'd hate to totally. see it too. Yeah, hate <laughs> it couldn't happen to a nicer team. Yeah, couldn't happen. It, that yeah, fan base deserves making the playoffs. Let me it tell you. deserves it. It's <laughs> earned it. <laughs> you hate to see it, Vegas. but moreover, you love to see you it. Love to see it. Speaking of a of a team out of the playoffs that could be a, a, a suitor that could probably use holding them over a baler uh, a barrel and, and and making a good trade. <clears throat> Andrew, the uh, Islanders are out of playoff position. Oh, by oh are they? A fair are they out of right playoff now. position uh, at the moment? <clears throat> yes, uh, but. That's a good opportunity behind. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's tight. It's tight, but I just needed to throw a little dagger there. They do have three games at hand. Oh no, this is going to come down to the wire. (laughs) It's a tight one. But honestly, dude, I'll be honest, reading some of the shit about all the ineptitude of these, all, all these, everybody involved, every team that's involved, inept, the league inept. It's a disaster. It makes me mad at my job because like the internal stupidity and just creating work for each other. Ian, me and you were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Oh, yeah. It makes me like work mad to read this shit where it's just like, how can a million and million, like just almost a billion dollar enterprise of a fucking NHL team be that stupid? You don't have a team of lawyers looking at this shit before well, you start making being deals. The lawyers. Be being the lawyers on retainer for them and seeing this stuff come out and they're going through their files like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. Yeah. This is awful for every every Tom, Dick and Harry who's working over there going, this is this is a shit show. Two things. One. If we're able to go on to cat friendly for 20 seconds and peruse that, hey, Matt, i dad enough has a no trade clause. Nobody can, nobody can prove ignorance. None. Mm-hmm. Two, how many other non-no-trade clauses are out there? I, I, would, I would venture to guess zero. <laughs> it is your fucking job to get this stuff in. But is that – what's the chance that that number isn't zero? Imagine – so look, the ineptitude of the NHL, I'll give you that. But imagine you are a player's agent. And he is a multi-million dollar player and you get a cut of every contract that you get for him. And then you don't file his no trade clause properly. (laughs) I mean, it's not a mistake that happens often. I would dare say it's less than 1% of the time. That is not a mistake that you fucking make in that position. What what, what, What is past the point of fired? What's the next stage of fired? What's above uh, fired? I think your client hired an assassin. <laughs> and that's the next stage in that kind of regard. You got you got me shipped to Anaheim, which honestly, I literally I literally said, do not send me there. You can send me to 22 other teams. 
which I, I will say yeah. if, if I'm dad enough, I'm kind of like, you know what? Anaheim's not the insult it used to be, right? For the past five years, like maybe. Well, it might not be. Well, it might not have anything to do with the team. It might be. It might be. You know, state taxes. Nevada, you pay no location, state location, location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you something. If you are a free agent going into the season, does Vegas make your top five? I don't want to go there teams now. <laughs> Just with the way they're it's, fucking everyone over, yeah, or are they so good? There. Are they so good though that you're like I don't know, man. I still want to. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. That cash, that cachet gets blown away with this season if they don't make it. And have you looked at their season week by week? The injuries and the absolute terrible luck they've had. This team was it's a comic retribution getting purged. It is. This team was a guaranteed playoff lock to start the season. It was a lock. They were in the weakest division and they were a juggernaut compared to what was around them. Mm-hmm. They have had horrid luck do you know who they could really use right now mark stone yes do you know who <laughs> alex else? martinez yeah maybe yes a little bit. do you know who else alex tuck <laughs> a great guy like that yeah Jesus. peyton krebs maybe bet they could use him right now like these are moves that just everything blew up in their face. Eichel doesn't look bad out there, but he can't carry the whole fucking team, and he's not what he used to be right now. He's you still catching a, up. You said a couple of weeks ago there's a very distinct possibility that e- even though that trade looked really lopsided when it was made, there's a distinct possibility we can look at it five years from now and say, "Damn, Buffalo actually won this." I am always an advocate. If you trade a superstar, you lost the deal every time. But there are rare moments where five to ten years later, you go, holy shit, that was the best deal this franchise has made in a long fucking time. Yeah, Getting Ass- those sure thing assets back was huge. Mm-hmm. It was huge. It wasn't the picks. It was getting a great prospect that you knew was going to be good in a really good middle six guy. That was. It's looking like a better trade, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And they want to be there. They want to be in Buffalo. We're getting way off topic. But anyway, Vegas sucks. No, I yep. had to, I had to, I had to, like, I was reading about it today at work and I was like, oh my God, we have to talk about this. And then I just d- dove more into it. And I'm like, oh wait, everybody, everybody's at fault here. Yeah. No. We can't just blame Vegas because yeah. no, no, not at all. Apparently no. Ottawa was a big part of this, a really big part of like, no, no, it's fine guys. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. They don't give a fuck anymore. They should yeah. be sued. Honestly, they really should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to ask you guys before we we finally stop talking about the deadline. First of all, one of the most exciting times of the NHL season. But it was I Andrew and or excuse me, uh Ian, you made the comment uh after we recorded the other night how much fun it is just to talk about the league at a whole. I have to ask you guys league-wide, what's your favorite trade that you saw? Favorite trade. Favorite yeah. trade. What one? What one rung the bell for you? That is such a that's tough... a great question. Um, for drama, the Giroux trade. Mm-hmm. But because... from Panthers side, right? Yeah. No, no. For the pure for the Panthers side and for the pure drama of it, because man, oh man, did he fuck him? Yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he really but did. but under I, the guise of doing the right thing for the Philly fans, but still kind of fucking the Philly fans. A little, I gave a little, him yeah. credit. I know, I gave and Drew I still credit. do. I still do because I would still, I would still say it would be so incredibly heartbreaking to see Bergeron go to like Montreal or Toronto or something like that to finish his career, mm-hmm. and 
the I would look at that the optics of it worse than I would probably look at man we could have got a much better return but you know reports what I mean are so the reports are Boston had the best deal on the table for mm-hmm. that's what the reports are that we were going to give up one of our top prospects and a couple of picks one of them being a first we were willing yep. to give up that much yep. for this mm-hmm. rental so reportedly could have gotten a lot out of it. I get it. Jeru went, nah, fuck Boston. And I respected it. Yeah. And then fly he goes, but also fuck till Philly, I die. But yeah. also fuck Philly because I'm yeah. not going to give you guys anything. Yeah. Colorado also had a better deal than that. Mm-hmm. Just make them believe that you're willing to go to Colorado. Just fake it for 48 hours. Are you yep. really like that dense <laughs> that you flyer till you die? No, that's bullshit. No, you no, no, it was flyer. To, it, it was it, it was less flyer till I, till I die and more. I love you. You've given me the best years of my life. But God, I hate you right now. God, yeah. It's just a war. I, I'm so I don't know. I, it I was think it's such bullshit. It was just, it was definitely one of the more entertaining trade storylines that we had this week. So just Andrew, to give I think you, it's a good pick. Yeah. Just to give you guys what the, tr- the, the full skinny of the trade. Claude Giroux. And prospect Connor Bunneman and prospect Yerman Rubitsov and a fifth round draft pick, which in negotiations, I'm like imagining that we'll we'll add one of our top, we'll add German Rubitsov and a fifth and Connor Bunneman. Okay, stop, stop. I already said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For, By the way. Yeah. So my favorite trade, favorite trade of the deadline. Not going to be surprising. It's the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Which one? They made a few. Arturi Lekkinen is a is serious changing player. That is such a great middle to bottom six pickup. Like a key middle six guy that takes that can take over a series potentially yeah, sort of we thing. We will be talking about that as the move they made if they win the cup. Yep. That was an awesome trade for them. Their bottom six was literally their only weakness and they addressed it. Yep. Oh boy, Funny. did they address it? Cogliano too. Yeah. They 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 looked at their weakness and they addressed it. Mm-hmm. Toronto, Edmonton. <laughs> guys. Yeah. Minnesota, by the way. How about we talk about that a little bit? Andrew, I'm cutting off your answer. You need to answer first. So it, no, it's my answer, motherfucker. And no, it, I already is, answered. My my favorite was Claude Giroux. Yeah. No, but you weren't you weren't serious about that for like actually helping the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, are I you Claude Giroux so, definitely? Okay, okay, when you team. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Hey, I was I was gonna say yeah, like if, if you want to, if you're asking me like what my favorite trade was for helping both teams for what they set out to do, and oh boy, um, I hate to admit this, you just said Toronto, you should address your weakness. They didn't address their weakness, but they addressed something. Mm-hmm. Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell for three draft picks. Not bad. Uh, what were the draft picks? The draft picks for for the for the Kraken. Ron yeah. Francis is finally being like, I should have done this last year. Yeah, yeah, he's making <laughs> right. up for a terrible expansion draft. It was a second, a second, a third. The fact that he did not get a first out of that and gave up Colin Blackwell, mm-hmm. that was a travesty from Seattle's. Mm-hmm. You got to get a first in that trade. Absolutely, I was livid when I saw that. Mm-hmm. You have to get a first round pick for that. He's trade. the only GM who doesn't have the. Uh, the inside information that you're supposed to stick at Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> it. He's too new. Dumbass. He, doesn't he was it. the general manager of the hurricanes. Yeah. Well, he should know too- this by now. Okay. What was your favorite Thomas? I, it was, it was honestly flower to Minnesota. Ooh, okay, that was I, think, cool. I was glad I think, you said that one. 
I think it's I think it's a good trade, and it's a good trade for both sides because he is a quality enough player, and he deserves a good spot. He deserves a playoff run, and that's a that's a good fucking team still. And maybe maybe they pick it back up. If if this note is correct, I actually didn't see this before. If the second round turns into a first, if they get to a, a Western Conference final, that's correct. That is that's mm-hmm. correct. Yep, that is a fantastic deal for for Chicago, and I don't want Chicago to end up with that. So it almost makes me want to root against him in some way. But what a fucking pickup for them! Honestly, had what a great pickup. deadline, by the way. And to get him they out did. of Chicago, out of that fucking terrible situation. Where he had the bathroom cry before he put on the jersey before he got introduced and all that shit. Nothing like a good bathroom cry. Nothing like it. I think it's how a many great bathroom fit. cries did you have on Monday, Ian? Oh no, only a half dozen. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that that was a trade. That was a trade that stood out to me. That's 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 it was a good hockey trade. It was a smart trade, I think, for both sides. Probably smarter for Chicago, because I don't see how anybody's going to get past the avalanche coming out of the West. But now you got three, three relatively big heads coming out of the West where it's avalanche here. And then a couple of steps down, you got Calgary and you got Minnesota. I am usually against goalie trades, the deadline in general, unless you desperately need one, they never work out. And flurry has been subpar as far as actual, like compare them to the rest of the league numbers Mm -hmm. that start for him getting shelled every fucking game. You couldn't get out of that with good numbers. You couldn't survive that. I don't care if you are the best goalie that's ever lived. I don't care if you have the superpower of slowing time down so you can see pucks coming. You were still going to let in for a game as that fucking defense in front of you. And Seth Jones was just twirling in place. Everything's going past him. I like this trade is a worthwhile risk for a goalie trade. I love it. I think it's exactly what Minnesota needed. I think it gives everybody in the locker room a reason to go. Fuck. Yeah. Ownership front office. They're behind us. We can do this. They believe that's a big message to send. Yep. Well, he showed in the Bruins game. He still has a lot in the tank. Mm. Oh yeah. The guys, the guy's still solid. There's, there's no arguing that. Yeah. You know, if we do this, we have to talk about our, our least favorite too, right? I think you talk. I th- I, th- I think I think you ma- managed to talk about your least favorite, Giordano and Blackwell, for two seconds and a third. Yeah, I mean it was pretty bad, but it it's may- not it as just bad. Just makes me mad. I, there's got to be something worse out there. I'm trying to jog my memory of exactly which. I ones thought the I Raquel thought trade was was probably the shittiest lopsided trade. That's a lot to give up for Raquel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's probably yeah. On paper, I think that's probably the worst. It doesn't, it doesn't move the needle for me in terms of oh, they got better or they got any worse or whatever. But it just it looks shitty in that a trade like that. But honestly, that Sharat uh, trade was it was the worst. Uh, fucking, we completely uh, forgot it's, about the Sharat trade. The wor- well, because it's we talked a little bit about it on the last episode because it happened so fucking early, it's so long ago. But it set the precedent for a terrible deadline when it comes yeah. to value. So maybe that's the worst. Maybe that's the one that fucked everybody. So I'm going to zag a little bit. The worst trade is the one that didn't happen. And that is Vancouver standing Pat and mm-hmm. not doing a damn mm-hmm. thing. JT Miller should be gone. Brock Bowser should be gone. Like uh, JT Miller at very least, because he's 29 years old and he has Another year after this one at 5.2. And they've been talking about trading him for three months. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. 
I get keeping Connor Garland, 26 years old. You signed him to a big extension. You don't want to look like a moron, even though it wasn't you who signed the extension. Like you want to keep him for a bit, a bit. but you have to start shipping off some guys that someone's going to think is useful because you guys are in a rebuild. Like, I, do you, here's my issue is you're doing the thing where, Hey, we're close to the playoffs. Even if you made it, you're facing the abs in the first round, dude. Do you do you want to just watch? Oh, extra revenue. Get fucked. You get four games of getting plastered all over the ice. <laughs> like, come on. That's not the goal. And I hate the, hey, it's extra revenue because the goal, I know it's a business, but the goal to the fans is not revenue. No. It's fucking winning. The goal to the players is not the revenue. So it sends a bad message message in the locker room, too. I wonder. I wonder in that locker room, are they like, wow. They believe in us or, oh, my God, we're going to go through this for the next 10 years. Yeah. I don't think they're still think. I don't think that's a I believe in you move or I think they're still thinking. I think think they're I think they're still thinking. Oh, good. Travis Green is gone. (laughs) 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 What's what's your worst trade before we move on? (laughs) My worst trade. It's it's got it's the Raquel deals pretty bad. The cop deal is pretty close. That's a lot to give up. Yeah, like the I Domi one's the, bad too, right? The, the Just Domi, because you went out of your way to get them. Yeah, yeah. The Domi one, I don't know. Uh, the Domi one was interesting to me because I don't think they gave up a lot to get him. They didn't. But Domi, uh, and, Domi, and fucking Tony Dingolo on the same team is. Just beautiful to me. Uh, I, <laughs> I gotta I say though, Tony I'm, D has done everything he could this year to at least be like, you know what? The guy's great on the ice and he's a great interview and yep. he hasn't been a flaming douche. Yep. So like if he he's slowly earning me back. He's got a long way to go, but I'm really starting to like, all right, you know okay. what? You're not that bad. And then I was reminded because I completely forgot about this. The racist bullshit. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's right. That's yeah. not a forgivable nope. action. Nope. Still a douche. <laughs> Still a douche. Still I, he was douche. earning me back on all the stupid <laughs> vaccine comments. And yeah. then it was, the, I completely forgot about the other bullshit. Yeah. The, like a vaccine thing, one is, is, is one thing. But if you're a fucking just a turd bigot. Yeah. No, fuck you, man. <laughs> it was such an awkward moment of the phone. My buddy's like, yeah, but he also, you know, did that one thing. And I went, oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm in the wrong here. This is my bad. <laughs> a bad memory, man. My bad. <sighs> thank you. Thank, thank you for helping me feel better about about how much the canes are fucking awful. But <laughs> I will. Ag- knuckle puck? I will agree with you, Thomas, that the worst trade was probably the Raquel trade. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a, just a close second just so I have a little bit of di- something different. I really don't like the Hagel trade for the for Tampa. I like yeah. Hagel as a player. I like Hagel as a player. He is on a. Shooting percentage bender right now. He is twenty three percent. That is unsustainable. That's some line A bullshit. Yep, Hagel and two fourths to Chicago for a twenty twenty three first, a twenty twenty four first, Taylor Radish and Boris Katchuk, two very young, promising, mm-hmm. big power forwards with offensive upside. Here's what lessens the blow on that for me. Tampa has a guy they like this year. 
that they think they need their first round for because they do not have their second, third, or fourth round. Obviously, they just got the Blackhawks fourth uh, this year. They don't have their first or second next or their first in 2024. There has to be a guy they like this year because otherwise, why do you keep this year's first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, if they three peat, they know that team, no one's three peated since 1984 was the four in a row for the Islanders, right? That's right. Bob and then, Nystrom, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> no one's three peated since then. I, I, I just, if, if they three peat, it's all worth it. They can suck for decades and be like, we fucking three-peated. It's something that hasn't happened in 40, almost 40 years. So I like the trade because it bolsters a group that's already formidable and you give up what you have to. Now, if it if it doesn't work out, then you're sitting there going, yeah, that was a bad trade to make. But I think it's a worthwhile risk in the moment, given the context. Also, with the way they're hitting on the third, fourth, fifth round picks, they trust that scouting staff so goddamn much. They, they like fourths. <laughs> like, good job by them to get a couple fourths back. I know I that's such a weird way to turn it in their favor, but I just, yeah. if they three-peat, man, it hasn't happened in so long. We thought if the they, Penguins it, were going to. Obviously, if they three-peat, they win the trade. Yes. But we're not, we, but we can't, we can't predict the future. As it looks right now, any trade that gives up two firsts Mm-mm. i'm not i'm not about it mm. too heavy Mc, mcdavid for two firsts yeah <laughs> any realistic kidding, trade that gives up two firsts <laughs> boys i think we uh we're just about done with this episode uh we do have to tip of the cap to ian for winning for the first time in a couple of months on the predictions yeah, he uh, the come, he the comeback is out. on. Yeah, here we go. We're we're in a tight locked race, man. I'm a, I'm I have one game up on Ian, and he's got what is it? Is it one up or two up on Andrew? Two up, two up. So we're God. still tight, man. We've only got a couple weeks left, but we're we're coming down to the wire. What games do we have to uh, to call this week, man? So we have Tampa tonight. Bergeron is back from a what sounded like a very nasty injury. Mm-hmm. And an infection that he had to have surgery on <laughs> the Chicago game, yep. missed two games and came back. What a G. Um, so, and yeah, it's we got. So lightning is tonight, obviously. And then it's Islanders on Saturday. Is that right? Yes. It's a day That's game. Right. So, yeah, Saturday matinee. And then we got Tuesday uh, against the Leafs. So a couple really big games. Oh, we actually play the Leafs. Let's go. Yeah. It feels like a while since we've actually played them, but this it what does a great, feel like a long. What a great fucking time to play them! Though. Boys, it was a, the ninth game of the season last yeah. time we played them. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start with tonight's game. I'll kick it off. Are we five. at or are we home? We are home. home. Okay, five you. games, five next five are at home. Yep. Nice. So Lightning coming into town against the Bruins. Bergeron's playing. Lindholm playing. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, yep. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting night. I think uh, I think motivations are gonna be way up. I'm calling a 4-2 dub. Nice. Uh, I feel like Thomas is usually the one that's like, yeah, it's a tough team. I'll, I'll choose a loss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have a I, I, I have a 4-1 loss. So. Okay. I just I, I feel like we have to have a bad game soon, and this feels like the one. You're just wishing for absolute destruction on Twitter. It's Everybody so who's funny. just been fucking screaming about the deadline, 
and how score was. Yeah. And Bassie's going to make come like 43 saves. Yeah. You just <laughs> looking to lose their mind. You're just fucking lighting a match right now. Andrew, please pick. <laughs> 4 1 dub. Take I'm going to be the complete opposite of Ian. <laughs> I'll take it. Fuck, I'm so funny, man. All right. Saturday, Islanders at the Bruins. Day game. Day game. Uh, we're so good at day games. I am going to go with a five to two Dubberoonie and cheese. I'm feeling an OT here. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, two one. Two one OT dub. Oh, that's a I grinder. Was, I was thinking a grinder in OT as well. I was. I had three two. All right. Three two dub. More importantly, Bruins still W. It's tough with the overtimes because you're sitting there going, man, this could be. Like, it's such a coin flip in overtime. And then you have Marshawn just undressing goaltenders. Top five uh, all-time. All-time, Marshawn. Top five in in OT dubs. That that had my blood pumping in a direction. That was a hell of a... What a fucking play, dude. Oh, my God. That was absurd. And what a jig by Hala. By the way, the jig was great. By the way, we all thought shoot, right? We thought he was going to go top corner on him. Mm-hmm. And then he that pump fake faked me out too yep. by like a long shot. Yeah, I fell off the couch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make the save. <laughs> uh, Andrew, uh, kick us off. Oh. Maple Leafs at Bruins Tuesday night. Huge game, fucking huge. huge. At Boston, let's go. I knew, I we're, I'm talking to Dub, and it's gonna be a wild one. Five three. Ooh. That, my friend, is going to be a dub, obviously. Uh, but it's going to be a 3 1, and the shutout's going to get spoiled late. Late, late in the game. Okay. Is this to prevent you from predicting shutties, Ian? Yes, actually. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is, because I am no longer spoiling my, my very close friend's shutouts. I'd rather be wrong and they actually get the shutout. <laughs> Good. That arena is going to be rocking. Maple Leafs goaltending is fucking atrocious. That's a 5-2 dub. Loudest, loudest game of the season. Oh, God. Mm. Let's go. So that's prediction got the blood flowing. All right. Yeah. A lot of blood. <laughs> a lot of blood on this podcast. And not, not in the upstairs head. Mostly in the lower. Yes, absolutely. There is no upstairs head for me. Head, head empty, only vibes. <laughs> only vibes. <laughs> Anybody got any any closing notes? Uh, I will say something that I'm just so pumped. I feel like people have been really engaged lately for the podcast. Like, there's been a lot of comments on Twitter. People are responding to stuff. Like, that has been so fun. And and just just thanks to everybody who's who's doing their thing with us because this is it's so much more fun when you have people that you know yell at. Not just for the podcast, though. Not just for the podcast. We got to, we got to give you props on the channel too. Go I mean, ahead, that, take a bow. I don't want to take a bow. I'm embarrassed. No, I'm embarrassed. Now I, I thank you also for my first video that hit a thousand views, which was awesome on the YouTube channel, and and this we jumped fifty subscribers today, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. We were at six hundred, guys. Six hundred subscribers. Yep. That's people, beautiful, man. People are excited about this team with good reason. Because guess what, folks? The deadline wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. It was a C. 
<laughs> you know me though. I'll be like, deadline was a C. Forty-eight well, hours. What did later, I tell you? You did, the cop? you did it to yourself if you're disappointed in this deadline because I've been telling all you motherfuckers for weeks. Lower expectations, <laughs> relax. And what did they do? They surpassed my expectations by going out and getting fucking Linhol. So wait, are you saying you were wrong or you were right? I was yes. mostly right, <laughs> but with a, a caveat of brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, let so it be known right. that Thomas is smarter than everybody else, and I will <laughs> fight anyone who thinks otherwise. He's 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 the engine that makes this pod go. So, I mean, he, he, he's he's the guy. He's, well, he's the host. He's the, the engine guy. that makes this pod go. I've I've been out of beer for about fucking fifteen minutes. So, can we put a bow on this? And- and call it a night. Oh yeah! Don't you have like a kid or something to take yeah. care of? Yeah, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Andrew, you got anything else, brother? Nah, man. Just I'm 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 excited about I'm excited about the rest of the year. The next 19 games are gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a finish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bees fans, short shift fans, everybody listening. Thank you again for uh, giving us another hour of your time. We love it. It's amazing to me that when I wake up in the morning after it gets posted in the middle of the night, that there's already like 70 fucking downloads of this shit. It's like, I don't Holy shit, really? People wake up way earlier than me, and I feel like I wake up at the ass crack at dawn. So thank you, everybody, for listening, for interacting. If you haven't already, please subscribe, throw us a review. It helps us out a lot. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Go to our Twitter, click the link, buy a t shirt. We don't make much off of it, but it does help pay our fucking fees. And I would it's love to work. get to a point where we can uh, <laughs> we can also start hooking up the rest of the uh, shows on the network, on the BNG network and stuff like that, and maybe getting, getting a little bit of love to everybody across the board. And uh, a little bit of love to Andrew's fucking setup, because this is the second time we uh, had to start this, <laughs> this episode <laughs> because of his bullshit. But that's okay. The hairbrush works, and we are fucking <laughs> rolling into the playoffs with, what, 20-something games left? 19 is the number. Holy shit, it's crunch time, folks. Go bees. Go bees! Winning time, buddy. Winning time. Go bees! Just win, baby! Later, boys. Later. It could be a lot worse. I'm just saying. I'm pantsless right now. (laughs) That's implied.